This is a WKYT podcast. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to a uh, long-awaited, at least for us, I don't know if anybody else was waiting on it, but uh, <laughs> another episode of Conversations with Victor and Andrea. It's only been, what, two months, Andrea? I know, long overdue. So, uh, yeah, we decided, you know, we would actually uh, get some gumption, some initiative, and start uh, putting these out again. Because even though we may not be able to be around each other, we can still communicate. We can still talk to the people we work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andrea's eating right now. So um, even even away from the station, she's still, you know, old habits die hard. That's so true. I'm always eating my breakfast. Like right now I'm eating just like a bowl of vegetables. <laughs> like it's one of those heat up packets. And I added some um, some cottage cheese and soy sauce. Wow. It's a weird combination, isn't it? Yeah, that doesn't sound appetizing. I swear at all. I'm not pregnant. I swear. I, I believe you. Uh, so, Andrea, how's life going? Pretty good. I mean, it's it's weird. Everybody's life is weird. So, I don't have any complaints. I know a lot of people are in a lot worse position than I am. So, I really, I don't feel comfortable complaining. So, yep. I won't. That's that's very much how I like things. Have you know? They, there's a little bit of monotony, and we're all kind of getting into our. Um, routines but yeah i think for for us uh you know we're pretty fortunate yeah things could be worse things could definitely be worse so i'm pretty i'm pretty happy i mean there are definitely perks to quarantine i know you're really enjoying getting to see the little one more it is a pretty nice time to be at home yeah with the little girl she's um you know talking more and discovering things and, and jumping on me a lot i know you gotta stop sending me videos it gives me baby fever <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't realize that was what was going to. Is, is, is Corey He's going so to tell me that? Cute. I'm like, I want one. Uh, well, you know, well, I, I, never mind. I was going to say you're welcome to babysit anytime, but um, on top of the coronavirus, me? yeah, on top of that, it's like I don't know what kind of like, you know. That's true. The COVID dangerous position you might put her in. It was your lack of um, faith in my babysitting abilities. Well, I, I'm not going to say that, but I do remember you just giving her your earrings one time when she was little. Be like, here you go, play with these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that probably wasn't wise. Uh, so I watched you the other day um, take a, a COVID test on, mm-hmm. on Facebook. And I will say yours looked a lot gentler than mine. It didn't look like they went nearly as far back into your skull. As, right, well, as I've, I've, here's what I'm going to say. I should have anticipated this, but I didn't. I got a lot of heat for this. For getting a COVID test, you know, there's the obvious politics of it, but so many people apparently are upset that mine looked super easy and they had a very bad experience. And I just want to say for the record, I did not ask anyone to take it easy on me. I because that's what I was accused of. Everybody said, "Oh, she just—they just were nice to her because she was on camera." I'm like, I didn't ask for that. I—it I, was just an average test, as far as I knew. So it, I did get my results though, and I'm negative. So yay! Well, that's good. Mine, I, I've taken two of them now, and they were self-administered, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, they they kept going, push further, push further, and <laughs> oh. well. And I will say, both of my my mom and my brother have had multiple tests at this point, and they both said that theirs were much worse. Um, I think, and I also talked to the people that were administering the test, and they said they used to use much larger. Um, sticks, I guess, that you, you mm-hmm. stick up in there to get the sample and um, everything's kind of been more streamlined. So I think as the process goes on, it gets a little less 
a little less painful. Um, and I know everybody does it differently. So I think, you know, I think that's part of it. And I, I told the newsroom the other day, I was like, I think we need to do a, a story about how everyone does it differently. And is there like a right way and a wrong way? Or is it just based on where you go? Yeah. And I think part of it is probably that, you know, just the science improves. So, and so they get better, exactly. and not, not as incredibly uh, uncomfortable. I know. I'm right. sorry. I didn't bleed on camera. <laughs> <laughs> that's what people wanted. <laughs> they wanted to see you cry. I know. All right. Well, uh, today we have um, someone who we've been meaning to get on here for a while. We finally tracked him down, although it basically just took me sending him a text. But um, a conversation today with Nick Oliver. Yeah, a rising star, I think, at WKYT. And, and a local person, much like you and I. We get into <laughs> that some. All right. But I well, like Nick. I think he's doing a really good job. And, you know, he talks kind of about just the transition to reporting while we're going through a pandemic, which obviously has come with a lot of changes. And I think he has some good insights into that. And just he, like us, grew up watching this station and coming in, being a little bit overwhelmed by meeting a lot of the people that you grew up watching. It, it is a, a strange scenario, a really strange experience that we can relate to. So I enjoyed talking to Nick. Yeah, it's, it's all, you know, when you realize, oh, these are real people. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there you go. All right. Well, here is our conversation with Nick Oliver. Well, everyone, we are here with Mr. Nick Oliver. Nick, I, I'm excited that you're joining us today. We've been trying to, Andrew and I have been talking about uh, interviewing you for a little while. You have something in common with the two of us. You're, you're a local guy. Well, she's I am a local, a local guy. And, I, you know, it, you guys must be running out of people if you're having me on at this point in time. <laughs> Quarantine's been pretty rough on everyone, but yeah, I am a local guy. I'm from um, I'm from Winchester, born and bred, and uh, Kentucky boy. I'm born a Kentucky boy. I guess I would. I guess I'll die a Kentucky boy at this rate. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there are worse things you could do than uh, you know spend your whole life in Kentucky. I I, I think I may end up um, following that same path. We'll see. I think we're on yeah. that track. Yeah, <laughs> all of us. We're all hey. just like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> things are pretty good. We love the bluegrass. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing no. wrong with. No, nothing at all. Um, it's it's also been a hot second since I talked to Andrea. Um, we, we've we've had a little bit of a delay in our podcast recording, but we've we've got a new list. We're starting, and and you're you're kind of the first of this new batch. But um, B-list celebrity. <laughs> oh my go. gosh! So so you 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 grew up in uh, in Clark County, is that right? I did. We grew up Clark County. Went to uh, Saint Agatha Academy, then Clark Middle School. George Rogers Clark and then Moorhead State University that's uh, where I graduated college and uh, yeah I, I, I it's uh, I enjoy going back to my the county where I'm from every single time I get the opportunity just because it's a uh, it's walking up the old stomping crowns which is a uh, it's a great thing Winchester's a beautiful place if you haven't been it's a it's a place you definitely visit. So how did you go from Moorhead to winding up at WKYT? Well so um, I grew up watching WKYT with my grandma. In fact, I didn't even know a lot of the other Lexington stations existed because my grandma was that dominant of a WKYT fan. And so I remember sitting there with my grandma watching WKYT, watching, um, I don't want to make Amber uh, feel old uh, or Sam, I guess, but I remember watching Amber and Sam anchor. And um, so WKYT was all I really knew. And so I made it a goal pretty young in my life that, hey, I, I want to be on there one day course never knowing what the job actually entailed but so went from um graduating college and then went to go work at wsaz i did work at wkyt a little part-time in college as a web producer but went to wsaz in huntington west virginia where i worked um 
um, where I worked as an MMJ. I was a weekend anchor there. And then all of a sudden, I get on WKYT's website about a year and a half ago, and there's a job open. And I thought, man, if I'm going to jump on this, I need to do it now. And so uh, I had the awesome opportunity coming back home, which is, it's been it's been amazing. There's nothing, nothing wrong with West Virginia, beautiful state too, but there's just something about being back home. That's just, uh, it's awesome. I can relate to that so much. I mean, cause you know, I lived with my grandparents growing up, so that mm -hmm. is exactly how I got into news is that, you know, we were always listening to NPR in the car and we had the news on whenever we were at home. So, uh, yeah, that, that really hits home with me. Um, I think another thing like for you, we, I had no idea until I did a story the other day and somebody gave me a bunch of Moorhead masks to bring back to the station. How many Moorhead graduates we have at the station and you're one of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot and it's really something a lot of people don't realize, I guess, but you have Brian Milan, you have Amber, we have, we have endless producers that are Moorhead grads. Um, our assistant news director, Pope Cut is a Moorhead grad. Um, <laughs> Fox 56 general manager, um, although obviously she's heading to a different station now, but she is a Moorhead grad. So Chris Bailey, there, I mean, he'd be very upset if we Chris let him Bailey. Out. Yeah, oh gosh. Oh Lord. <laughs> he, I'd get an angry CB. text from him. Yeah. Can't forget the CB. Yeah. CB is a, uh, he's a Moorhead grad. And I should say probably one of the uh, most recognizable Moorhead grads. So yeah, there's a lot of us. Uh, we're pretty dominant. I guess we're not going anywhere. So. Do you think that went into your decision as well, just having so many people, especially at your school? I remember seeing Deanne in the hallway one time at Eastern. Like, she has a picture up in the EKU Broadcasting Building. Um, is that something that they kind of are proud of there, that they have so many KYT people? I think Moorhead is very proud of the fact <laughs> that there are, so WKYT, there are so many WKYT people. I think it's something they have a lot of pride in. Um, and really, I think it's something that they just look at and they uh, – it's a big recruiting tool. I mean, I remember going on tour more. That's what they said to us. Like, um, look at Amber Philpott and Chris Bailey. Oh my God. They're on WKYT. And you know, so that's, that's a big recruiting tool. Now, as for that Eastern stuff, I don't, I don't oh. even know. I, East, Eastern who? I'm not even sure who that is. So. Nick, uh, I think I'm losing you. Sorry. Let me, uh, oh, no, yeah, I didn't yeah, even hear that. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's quite a few. Bryant, I was going to say, there's Bill Bryant. Yeah, so it's like there's two big pillars of the newsroom there. They're just, you know. Hey, all, all I know is I've never heard of that Eastern place. So. <laughs> That's That's one of the things cracked me up. I remember um, at EKU, there'd be all the jokes for like, you know, EKU and then all the jokes for Moorhead. And then you get out and you realize like, oh, it's pretty similar. I mean, you know, it's, it's like. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we are, I mean, it's pretty much the same, but in a weird way, we are definitely uh, way more superior, you know, but uh, I guess it's similar. We'll just. See, I was trying to offer an olive branch and instead. Let, let, um, let's not, let's not hurt anybody's feelings. So, so, so proud of that school with a funny name. Uh, <laughs> all right. Victor, by the way, um, Victor, by the way, when you texted me, I realized that I saved your name in my phone as Victor Punty. <laughs> you know what? That's not the worst way so somebody's ever pronounced just, it. So, Speaking of Bill Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's gotten pretty good at it. There, there used to be some other people who worked in the morning. Real, who, real uh, quick, can everybody it. do their best? Uh, can everybody just do their best I'm Bill Bryant impression? I'll go first. Okay. Good morning. I'm Bill Bryant. <laughs> That's pretty know. good. I, think. I feel like you gotta I'm do a, a you gotta do a who who for, yeah. for some reason I've never even heard Bill do this, but everybody's impression is who I'm that's, Bill Bryant. Yeah, that's Chris Bailey's favorite impression is he just goes who that's that's his impression I'm Bill Bryant. Of Bill Bryant. <laughs> Bill Bryant. 
uh, yeah, mine's not very good. I just got the, I got the hoe down. So what was it like for you when you started working in the newsroom with all these people that you grew up watching? Um, so again, when I first stepped in the newsroom, I was part time and I was in college, and it, it was weird. I'm Amber. I think hates the story, but I'm gonna tell it anyways. God bless her. Um, Amber Philpot gave me a tour of WKYT when I was in seventh grade. So um, it, it's, I guess, come full circle. But yeah, it's weird. You see all these people that you recognize on TV for so long, and all of a sudden you get to know them. And thankfully, um, you know, you hear horror stories at other stations that people just aren't the same. But, you know, I'm being transparent with you out there. It's pretty much what you see on TV. I mean, we're yeah. all like really chill and relaxed people. Um, there, there's a big reason you never hear of craziness happening with us. And it, that's just because we're all so chill and calm and, um, we're all so personable and we're all just really proud of what we do. And that's, that's the biggest, my, the, the sweetheart award in the Nick Oliver book though, goes to Barbara Bailey. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> she is so gentle and so kind. Barbara, when I was part-time, had definitely had no clue who I was. I knew who she was but had no clue who I was. And it was around Christmas time. And Barbara, Barbara's such a sweetheart. She brings around, uh, like, I think that year it was hot chocolate powder for everybody. She had no idea who I was. It was passing around to everybody and then stops at my desk and goes, I know you're working hard too. Merry Christmas to you. And gives me some Aww. hot chocolate powder. And it was a big moment. I was like, Barbara, can, I, can you autograph? No, I'm just kidding. I didn't get it right, Barbara. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, that, but that's, that's, just really who is in our newsroom it's just i mean what you see is what you get i, I will say um anchoring next to barb you get to see a little bit of a different side she's a little little saucier when you're sitting next to her on the anchor desk and i love it like we give each it's we've developed more of a relationship anchoring next to each other because you get to see more of each other and like you give each other a hard time and so like they're you know for the longest time we've talked about when you come into the newsroom and you kind of have these icons and you hold them up onto a pedestal and now I feel like I can, I can pick at Barb. Like we pick at yeah. each other because we have that relationship. And so then it's, it's funny whenever you, yeah, see the other side of somebody and see her get, get saucy about something. And it's just, uh, yeah. It's, it's, I feel it's like it's a compliment from her because she is so sweet. And I think that's what she likes. You know, that's who she is, yes. honestly. But yes. like, I've never seen a saucy see Barb and I don't want to. <laughs> that's the thing I think, yeah, when she feels like comes like she can, you know, let loose about something next to you you're like all right yeah we are oh, she's that. got a backbone because well i mean she used to talk about the fact that you know when she started there were no women you know like she mm -hmm. got in trouble for wearing pants you know silly things mm -hmm. like that like you know she had to have some grit to be yeah, able to, she get had to stand up for herself yeah. for, for a lot of stuff yeah so. has barbara been on your all's podcast yet she has she, she would did, only do it she, okay yeah. She'd only do it if she would do it with Bill. <laughs> so she wouldn't do it by herself. She said she was nervous. <laughs> they were like, you're on TV every day. You're well, that that deserves, I mean, the Barbara Bailey story, that deserves an hour of podcast. I mean, that is, some, that is some good stories and some, uh, it's some really um, inspiring stuff for other young female journalists out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I'll say from the other perspective, it is interesting when somebody who's in the business tells you like, oh, I used to watch you because we were, we had a, a great TV workshop one yeah. time and there was um uh, an anchor who works at bko now and, and she she came up to me she's like you know i used to watch you when i was in college and i think i i, feel, I still feel bad about it. i was having a bad day i was like oh man i'm that old huh and i think i just walked away and now, it's like, we're getting there man it's i, I, I thought about you know, sending her a message just be like look i was having a bad day i'm real sorry 
I spoke to a Moorhead class, I guess last fall, and uh, this young girl from, I think she was from Bath County, came up to me, um, said, I watch you on the news all the time, and I'm in journalism school. And I was like, oh my God, like, what? Like, and it, it's weird that to me, I guess that I need to find some better to watch, better reporters than me out there. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is a compliment. And Victor, I remember, I remember watching you too. I mean, I, I do. Um, I remember seeing you on there, I guess, when you were just a piddly small little reporter like me. Yeah. And now I look little, at you. Little one man band. Now I'm anchored yeah. from home and, and, <laughs> and stepping on my daughter's toys and breaking. Now you're a one, now you're a one man studio. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, okay. So let's talk about that. How long were you, cause you've, you, you've been here a little while now. So you, we talked to like Shelby, she basically just started and then immediately almost went to lockdown. Whereas you, you got to, you know, get the full experience for a little while before yeah. everything changed. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I've been in, um, I guess I've been in newsroom since 2015, I guess, but I guess like in the WKYT newsroom, I've been in there since last uh, May of 2019. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, you don't realize how much you need people inside that newsroom until you're out on your own. And uh, it just kind of shows you the value of teamwork, I guess. Um, but, you know, it was different. Uh, it's just a completely different ball game. And in a lot of the ways I liked it better. And then um, a lot of the ways I don't. So for example, I guess some way I like it, I, I, I like it better is that, you know, uh, there's a lot of processes in terms of, sending your video into master control and this and that whatever when you're inside well when you're outside it's a different process it's just really simple and um you almost feel like you have a little bit more time in your day but you know when you're outside the newsroom it kind of feels like you're kind of out of the conversation sometimes and it feels like that um you know it it's you have to work harder to be kept in the loop and that's it, that's nobody's fault um but that's just the nature of the beast of what we're dealing with you are definitely, yeah, just kind of out on your own little island. You see the, you know, the list in the morning of what everybody's working on. And as opposed to being in the newsroom afterwards where everybody kind of reconvenes sometimes and, mm-hmm. and you know, hearing those conversations, yeah, it, it's kind of, you have to make the effort to reach out. Because one of the things, having worked in other newsrooms, is that I noticed here a lot of times they will give you kind of autonomy. I mean, if you are out doing your thing, um, you know, they, they're not checking on you all the time. Occasionally it's, you know, they'll, 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 you know, one, once a day, basically they'll, they'll be like, Hey, how's your story going? And that's it. And so if, if you need help or if you, if you have an issue, you kind of have to let them know. Um, right. Which is a good thing. I like that they trust us to do our work, but yeah, if you're self-reliant, you will thrive in this um, area, in this environment right now. So let's talk about outside the station, because I think that's um, part of what people find interesting. I was mm-hmm. shocked because you, you have a baby face, which I've never had. I mean, since like middle school, I've always, I've never been told I have a baby face, but I'll accept it. You do. And you're lucky. You, I feel like you look maybe a little younger than you are. And mm-hmm. I, I envy you, but, um, I mean, you're a married man, right? I tell you what, I'm, um, I'm <laughs> the most what. beautiful girl in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife is, her name is Savannah. She is, um, she is the balancing, um, I guess she's like the balancing tool for my life and she's awesome. Um, she's an ICU nurse, which is really, really awesome. Something we're really, really proud of. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, 
honestly, now that I'm married, I don't even know how I survived on my own for so long. Um, but she, uh, she keeps my head above water. I wish Corey would come in right now so he could say the same thing. I, you know, I had a doctor tell me that one time. He said, you know, that's why married men live longer is because their wives force them to go to the doctor. <laughs> it's just things you never think about. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's things you absolutely never think about. I mean, when I was a bachelor, um, I don't know if y'all probably can't relate to me. I don't know, but I never hung my clothes up. I just, I basically, my closet was my dryer. And so I just washed my clothes in the dryer. And then you turn that dryer on, you fluff it for about 20 minutes. Um, Andrew, I, I can see your face right now. You're I shocked. Do not know. Um, you, you fluff those bad boys for about 20 minutes. You pull them out. It looks fresh. But when you're married, you can't do that. But it's made me a better man because I've learned how to hang my clothes up. See that that's flipped in our relationship because whenever I first started going to Mandy's apartment, like her closet was a pile of clothes. That was, you know, it's like there's a clean pile and there's a dirty pile. Whereas I am, it's like, oh no, it all has to be washed. It has to be folded. It's got to be put up a place for everything and everything in its place. That's laundry is the only thing I'm like that. The rest of my life's a mess, but yeah, so I'm doing our laundry, but I'm glad that you got that sorted out. Can you hear me now? Yeah. 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 You came back. Okay. Are you gonna be able to edit all the mess ups out? Sorry about that. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I may edit it. I may not. We'll see. It's one of those things that if you know what you're listening for, you may, but I've gotten pretty good at messing around with Andrea's F-bombs and all that stuff. Oh, perfect. It's like one time. Uh, okay, well, we're we uh, rounding third here with our conversation, Nick. Um, I guess, what's what's it been like just making that adjustment to knowing that, you know, we may be operating like this for a while? Uh, first off, let me say that I like all my managers, so I don't get in trouble, old Victor Puente and Andrea for the Stang podcast, but um, <laughs> You know, I, I like it. I like being out on my own. I like uh, doing my own thing. And um, I feel like I have a good work work ethic. So I think it's working uh, pretty well. I'm And, you know, news is changing all the time. And I would not be shocked at all if this is something that moving forward, they uh, they continue for us. And I'm if, they, if that's the, what they choose, then I'm cool with it. I, and I in think, a way, that uh, could be kind of a good thing. Because I think about, you know, people live in different communities, you know, just in the morning, as far as our team is concerned, like Bill lives in Madison County. I live in Jessman. Jim lives um, in Winchester. It's like maybe that would be a way for us to better cover mm-hmm. our communities because we're already all spread out, and that could be an organic way to do that. It's just everybody kind of works, you know, works in their community. And That's the thing. Everybody's know. basically doing now what Phil Pendleton already did. I know. Yeah. Essentially, Phil's been doing this for a long time, yeah. yeah He's the that- original GOAT. Yeah, I think. I used to envy him. I'm like, that'd be kind of cool. I, I kind of like that. You just I, do I th- your own thing. Yeah, I think a lot of what we're, we're discovering is is we've changed some stuff, and some of it, you know, some of it isn't as good, but some of it is. Some of it, it's like, oh, this actually makes things easier, and and I think yeah. it's helping us. And so, you know, necessity is the the mother of invention. So, um, you know, we're figuring all stuff right. out, and, and if, if it helps us all in, in the long well, run. You know, we did a, a story the other day where I think it said like, what, 90 plus percent of people like working from home better than they do going into work like they normally did. I oh, mean, I believe that. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like there are days whenever I'm done because because I'll and get I, my stories done I ahead think, of time uh, and then I, I'm done anchoring and then, you know, it's like, okay, I'm good to hang out with my daughter. And so, yeah, I see why people like that. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people like it too. I mean, their jobs are completely different from ours. A lot of people, you know, some people are stuck in a cubicle all day and so now you're giving them the opportunity to sit by a pretty window 
window and watch the bird feeder all day. And, um, you know, I think it's, um, I think it's awesome. Well, Nick, I appreciate you joining us today, taking time out of your Sunday and, um, I'm sure we'll all, um, see each other at some point in the future. We'll wave at each other from six feet away. How about it? There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks, Nick. Bye. Oh, I'm in the news business. I know better than to read comments that people post under my stories, and yet I still read them. <laughs> Name. <laughs> I know right. better, but I can't help it. Well, that's uh, okay. Let's <laughs> we'll start our out. <laughs> You should include it. Okay. All right, we'll start with that then. So there we go. We're on the backside of our conversation with uh, Nick. It was it was a fun time hearing, uh, you know, going up in, in Clark County, going to Moorhead. Um, you know, a couple of EKU people here ourselves. So I guess we'll, we'll, we'll let that slide. Here's what's funny. I started my college career at Western. So I'm not aware of all the like rivalries, Drama. I guess, between Moorhead and Eastern. So I didn't realize that we are supposed to apparently be pitted against one another. <laughs> but apparently yeah. we are. I, I think it matters more to some people than others. Uh, yeah, I didn't go to a single football game. Oh I was goodness. I was so lame. I, I was not a cool kid. I went to a few, but yeah, that, it, I was basically there to get my education. I was there hmm. to study, adjust my glasses. Well, there you go. All right. Well, Andrea, um, <laughs> uh, what, what have you been doing to, uh, to keep sane? Have, have you finally, cause I know you, you were working your way through the, you watched a lot of the Marvel movies. I was proud of you for that. Yeah. Oh, I've gotten really into the Marvel universe. It's, I love it. I love every bit of it. Um, we've watched a lot of TV. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's everybody. Yeah. We've kind of, I know. I'm like, but I was doing that before quarantine, so I can't really say I've changed. My life hasn't changed all that much because I'm one of the few people that still goes to work. So the work environment has changed, but like my my day to day hasn't changed that drastically, which I guess is a good thing. Um, we started watching Wild Wild Country yesterday. It's I've, like this. I've looked at it. It's, it's about a cult, right? That basically takes over yeah. town. Yeah. So I listen to Armchair Expert a lot because, you know, I'm a huge podcaster. Mm -hmm. I listen to every podcast there is. It's all, that's what my brother makes fun of me. Anytime I say something, I'm like, I was listening to a podcast the other day. He's like, uh, oh, yep, shocker. I, I think Mandy goes to the same thing. Yeah. But uh, so Dax loves Wild Wild Country, which means I love Wild Wild Country. So I decided I would start it. And it is, it's fascinating so far. I'm two episodes deep and it's, it's very interesting. Um, I think I've mentioned it on the show before, but I, I'd started watching dark and then at some point I stopped watching and then, but now I'm really back into it. I'm halfway through the second season. I'll probably finish it all over the you know, next few weeks. And I, I if you're somebody like me who got, who really got into lost kind of like the mysteries and the mythology of it, it's, it's uh, I think it does a really good job of, of making you want to study stuff outside of it to try to connect dots. Well, I think my next venture is going to be Fargo. I hear so many good show? things about Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard really good things about that too. Um, so that's watched, on my list. We watched The Floor is Lava, part of it. We, I played we, that game as a child. <laughs> we jumped from furniture to furniture. <laughs> it is absolutely ridiculous. And it's, you know, you turn it on and you just kind of laugh for 20 minutes and that's it. You I've don't never need more even than heard a, of this. It's, it's, on, it's on Netflix. Lava? It's it's a game show where they're in this room with full of it's it's basically colored water but there oh are, there's like God. furniture scattered all throughout and the, the, there are different themes and they have to make their teams of three they have to make their way you know basically across the room and there are different paths they can take 
And my favorite part of it is if you fall into the water, they don't show you then like, you know, bobbing back up and then, uh, you know, swimming out of the room. <laughs> According to the show, when you fall in, you die. That's it. You're gone forever. <laughs> like they just, people literally, they just, they just disappear. They go in and they're like, no, David will not like be you back. Never existed. And like the other, other teammates are just, no. And so it's, you know, you never see them again. That's it. They, they fell in the water and they died. Oh my gosh. I love it. Into the lava. So, um, you know, it's one of those shows Ruthless. that, you know, five minutes into it, you, you can tell if you're into it or not. So, well, know. I'll consider it. <laughs> there you go. And then I've also been working my way through a podcast called um, Binge Mode Harry Potter. It's put out by the, uh, on the Ringer Network, like Bill Simmons used to work for ESPN and has his own thing now. Um, they do this really deep dive on uh harry potter and they they go through like five chapters at a time and the, the themes of it and stuff and so it's uh it, it's been really good um, just that sounds like a really good way to get through quarantine re-exploring that world yeah it almost it's almost like you know rereading all the books without having to reread them or you could reread them and follow along with the podcast there you go that's something else you could do too all right well andrew it was good uh catching back up we'll i know to, i we'll feel it again bad sometime. Here. We've not been, we've not been staying in touch like we should. <laughs> you know, it's hard. Well, that's and that's uh, the funny thing is how many times we've been like, you know, we should record a podcast this week. And I'm like, yeah, we should. And then. And then like, we never not, speak of it again. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not busy. I'm not doing anything. I'm just like, you know, scrolling through my phone for four hours or laying on the floor while my daughter jumps on me or just, you know, uh, although I feel, I saw somebody else talking about how just surviving during this time right now is is exhausting and if, and if you're doing that you know hey listen that's to good this enough. the other day i heard i think on a podcast naturally that if you scroll through on the internet for like two hours a day social media which i think is like not crazy i mean it is crazy that we're, we're to that point but i think most people probably are guilty of it oh yeah scrolling through social media two hours a day adds up to like a month of your life a year i believe it I don't think the math adds up, but I think well, it's, or maybe of your waking hours. I don't know. But basically we just waste so much time looking at social media. It's sad. Yeah. We should pick up a hobby. What, what should we learn to do? <laughs> I don't know. Exercise. <laughs> well, well, I tell you what, you and I will each start writing a novel. Oh and, gosh. Uh, no. At the end of this, we'll see who's, who's best. Oh, yours will be best. Um, I did buy a pair of boxing gloves the other day on the Amazons. And I think that's what I'm going to start doing is. Corey wants me to start boxing with him. So that's what I'm going to try to start doing. I like it. You're going to show up, uh, you know, at noon with a big shiner and people can be like, what's, what's going on? <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> My boxing gloves are pink. I think people would be interested to know. <laughs> not surprised to know. Um, well, you know, yeah, let us know when that's happening and you can, we'll share the video. I will say it's a good workout. Like 45 seconds of me just punching against his little like hand pads that he has. Oh, yeah. I'm winded. It's great. It's very intense. Your body's not used it to that is. kind of action. Like, yeah, just punch, even just punching just a heavy bag is. All right. Well, everybody go explore something new and um, hope you all enjoyed our conversation. And we're going, we're, we, we've been, we've been reaching out to some of our, our other coworkers and uh, you know, we're going to talk to whoever really feels like it. We'll do better. <laughs> you know what? I feel like we're doing all we can. There you go. That's true. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.